Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Chris Willis, and I'm again joined by my good friend, Stephen Talbert. Stephen, how are you doing tonight? What's up, Chris? It's good to be back with you, buddy. Yeah, it's been a, it's been kind of an off few days for the team. I think only the second time all year. They've lost three in a row, and two kind of heartbreakers in St. Louis, and then a, just a, a snooze fest yesterday. So it's been kind of a weird run for them. But as we're recording, they're playing the Rockies right now as we're recording their one in three nothing. So hopefully they bounce back tonight and and get this thing pointed in the right direction again. Yeah, that's the hope. And I mean they've played so well since May. I mean it was bound kind of bound to happen. They had some uh unfortunate issues with the bullpen in St. Louis and uh we'll talk a little bit more about that here shortly. Um I think the biggest topic well the number one thing we had on our rundown today, uh I think the, the question's been uh answered already pretty emphatically. You know, Ronald Cooney Jr. was out of the lineup for three straight days. That sent up a few red flags because there was a, he missed the last two uh, games in St. Louis, and then there was an off day Monday. He was still out of the lineup uh, on Tuesday. Uh, didn't pinch hit in a pretty key spot in that Tuesday night loss, but he's back in the lineup today. Homered looked pretty good. I think I think at this point, you know, it's just something they're going to have to manage, and we shouldn't be too terribly surprised if. Uh, after a long stretch of playing every day, if uh, that Acuna, you know, may be down for a day or two. But what do you what do you think about the situation? Was you surprised when he didn't come out to pinch hit late in that game last? Yeah, I was definitely surprised. I even tweeted it last night when the Braves were, you know, they were down a run, obviously, and it was the bottom of the eighth, and they had the bottom of the order up, and and two guys on, and it just, it you know, it just kind of screamed, you know, this is a spot to use your best player if he's available. And the fact that they didn't kind of told me that he wasn't available. And I was very curious when they dropped the lineup today, if he was going to be in it, and if we were going to find out that it's been a little worse than they've let on. And luckily that that didn't happen. He's He was in the lineup tonight, obviously. And he, as you said, he hit a home run, hit a ball like 450 to center field. So he can't be feeling that bad. But um, it's been it's been about what I expected with his injury coming back. You know, I think some people were hoping that he would just be kind of Superman, you know, immediately after coming back. And a lot of athletes will talk about the the mental hurdle of getting over the injury. And, you know, even if it's 100 percent and I don't even know if it's 100 percent, but even if it is 100 percent, you know, trusting it and, and and being able to swing the way you used to and just fully trust that the knee is going to be fine. And, you know, it's just going to take some time. And we've talked about this before, but I, I think it's probably going to be 2023 
before we see full Ronald Acuna Jr., right? I mean, he's going to have to have a regular offseason, a regular spring training, you know, full rest for the knee for the winter. And, and then I think we'll see kind of the normal version of him next year. But, you know, this version in this year, it's still productive. I mean, he's got like a 120 WRC plus in this season, which is still solid. I mean, it's it's obviously below his normal level, but, you know, 120 is still a really good offensive player. And I have been surprised about how much they've let him run. I didn't really understand why they, they he's almost been running more since he got hurt or after he came back than he was before, which was weird to me. I thought if anything, they would they would kind of cut that part out of his game and try to keep him healthy as long as possible. But I think you're right. I think we're going to see multiple stretches where he's just down for a couple of days and, and, you know, you're just going to have to kind of live with that. I think, in, you know, you've seen him in the second half. He started to move better, and I think you can look in the outfield. I mean, he's had a few pretty good catches, uh, you know, just running uh, running full tilt, you know, back at the wall. Uh, he's made a lot more defensive plays. You know, it was a struggle early on, and, um, you know, that was that was a little concerning with, with everything that was going on. You know, the ground ball rates went through the roof. Um, you know, I – I think you're right. I think there's a mental hurdle there a little bit. And the further he out he gets from that injury, uh, I think the better he's going to be. I mean, every ACL injury is uh, is different. You know, you see a lot on Twitter uh, of people that's, you know, it's a common injury. A lot of people's had that surgery, but I think it's different for everybody. And um, sometimes speaking from experience, you can just wake up and that thing hurts all the time and you don't really know why. And um and I can't imagine, you know, having to play seven straight days in the outfield the way he does and then get up, you know, every, each and every day. So it's interesting. Um, I'm glad he's back in the lineup. Obviously, this segment would have uh, taken a different turn had he not been in the lineup today, I think. So, you know, that was good news. It was good to see him back out there. Yeah, it was It was very obvious. I mean, if he was not in the lineup today, this was going to be like a – a 30 minute segment and it's obviously not going to be that now, but I will say one thing, you know, they, they have kind of pushed up his timeline really at every step of the way. If you remember, like he wasn't going to play the outfield for like the first two months or something. You remember they, they came out with like this tentative plan of he was going to DH a lot and he wasn't going to play the outfield until he got to one year post-op and he was going to spend a decent amount of time in Gwinnett and none of that happened. <laughs> he like, he yeah. spent like a week in Gwinnett, he was playing the outfield day one, you know, so he's obviously done well enough to where they have aggressively, you know, bumped up his timeline pretty much every step of the way. And so you have to take it in the full scope of the injury. You know, you can't just be zoomed in all the time. You do have to kind of zoom out and see like he's still basically 11 months post injury and, you know, he's still being a productive player. And that's kind of I don't really know if you can ask a lot more you know, until we get to, until we get to next year and, and see kind of the full version of him. So hopefully he's back. Hopefully it's, you know, it's a manageable thing and, and we see kind of the best version of him in September and October. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The next biggest news of, of the week is uh, an impending return. And you and I have talked a lot about Ozzy Albies uh, uh, since his, he went down with a foot injury. You know, I think early on I cautioned uh, whether he would actually be back, but it looks like that's going to happen now. Albies traveled with the team last week, was taking BP, working out on the field. And Brian Snicker said on Tuesday that um, he was going to start a rehab assignment Thursday at Gwinnett. I think this is interesting. Uh, you know, obviously we weren't counting on getting Ozzy back at all. He struggled a little bit, uh, got off to a real uh, pretty good start and then was struggling at the time of the injury. Uh, but you know, getting that guy back, that's a, that's a, that's a huge boost split, uh, switch hitter, a uh, good defender, you know, if he's if he's healthy, you know he can give the team a lift, uh, and always it's good to have him on the team and and around the and in the clubhouse as well. But what was your thoughts when you heard the news that Albies was fixing to go out on a rehab assignment? Good, obviously. I mean, it's good to get one of your most important players back. You know, I think Ozzy is probably as important in the clubhouse and in the dugout and around the other guys as he is on the field. I mean, he I think he's a a leader on the team. I think a lot of the guys respect him and. You know, I know him and Ronald are really close, and it'll probably help Ronald to have Ozzy back around full time. And so, and then you hope, you know, like you said, he he did struggle a little bit on the field before he got hurt, and I do want to see him kind of bounce back and have a normal Ozzy year. He was having probably his worst year at the plate before he got hurt, so it'll be interesting to see how he does in his rehab, how long they give him. Obviously, with a foot injury, you know, you have to take it a little bit slow because it's very easy to re-injure. It's obviously you can't do anything. You can't play any sort of baseball without putting some sort of pressure on your foot. I mean, that's just the nature of the, you know, having a foot injury is that it's just hard to do anything with, without putting some pressure on it. So I imagine they'll take it pretty slow, but it's good to have him back. I think it'll be huge for the rest of the guys. Grissom has played well, obviously in his in his absence. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. That's a whole, probably a whole separate conversation in itself, but just having Ozzy back will mean a lot for the club. That's where I was headed actually. Um, you know, that's been the hot topic on Twitter, uh, Braves Twitter for a while is what's going to happen with Bond Grissom when he, when he does come back. And then, um, you know, I think it's a good problem to have. There was a report today that Grissom was in the outfield taking some fly balls. I didn't want to talk about that scenario until he actually started doing that so you know but i can see i could see grissom kind of sliding into a super utility kind of role especially down the stretch uh considering how much dansby swanson and uh austin riley have played you know whether you get those guys day a day off here or there or you just let them dh a game even if uh, you know if you need to of course you got to remember that they're also in a you know, a pretty good division race here. Uh, but Grissom, Grissom's been impressive. I talked a little bit, you know, his stats were a little inflated uh, a week or so ago, but they've kind of stabilized now. Uh, he's still hitting the ball hard. It's not hitting, you know, his uh, bad bips come down 
pretty significantly from where it was, you know, a week and a week and a half ago. Uh, but man, you got to be impressive. Uh, the guy jumped, made the jump from double A and only had 98 plate appearances at Mississippi before he, when he got called up. That's a huge, that's a huge addition, you know, as far as, as far as it goes. And he helped them, uh, you know, he helped them bridge the gap. I thought him, his contributions along with Orlando Arcia really helped them get uh, overcome that loss of Alby. So what do you, what do you think your, what do you think Grissom's role will be going this, going forward? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because there's a couple of, there's a couple different paths they could take that that all kind of make logical sense. And so they just kind of have to pick which one they want. But, you know, you could make the argument that if Grissom isn't going to play every day and he's going to have to split time with, you know, Rosario or Grossman or Ozzy or Riley or whoever, if, if he's not going to play every day, then there's an argument that he's just better if he's in AAA and playing every day, right? That's That makes sense. You don't really want him on the bench. But there's another argument that says, well, you know, just because Ozzy's back, you can now use Grissom, kind of move him around and give guys days off, you know, because the Braves kind of famously don't give their position players days off or, you know, Brian Snicker really doesn't believe in that. You know, he's, I think a lot of it stemmed from Freddie Freeman, but you know, the, the everyday players just kind of play every day and the benefit and the beauty of the DH is that you can, you can use Grissom to play third base and give Austin Riley a day by letting him DH, right? You know, that's an option. You can do it in left. You can do it at first base. So I think my gut is he'll stay up. I don't think they'll send it back down in the middle of a pennant race. I think the optics of that look pretty bad. But I don't know if he's going to be the everyday left fielder the way some people think he's going to be. Because one, you know, they still have Eddie Rosario and Robbie Grossman that they're going to play. Those guys aren't just going to sit. And two, Grissom doesn't you know he hasn't really played the outfield he's not an outfielder by trade and they're in the middle of a pennant race and you know we saw early in the year what it like what it looks like when somebody who doesn't know what they're doing is playing in the outfield so I don't know if he's just going to become the everyday left fielder the way some people think but I do envision a scenario where he is kind of a utility guy that you can spread around the field to give other guys a day off or maybe a a day at DH, you know, something like that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I was going to, I was going to um, talk about the left field situation because I don't see him just being penciled in as a starter out there, not with Grossman and, and Rosario both. You know, I think that's a way to get him in the lineup at, at times. It's also worth mentioning that I don't expect Ozzy Albies to come back whenever that happens. And, uh, and play every single single inning of every single day. You know, obviously they could DH him. That that having the DH really does give them some flexibility here. But you know, for the last month, I don't I don't know that they would really send him down. Like you said, that's there's some bad optics there. It makes sense. You could always bring him back for the postseason roster. But on another you know on another note, I think he can help this team even if he you know even if he's not playing every single day. I think he's one of the you know their best um, thirteen position or 14 position players uh since the rosters expand tomorrow so you know maybe that super utility role that they envisioned johan camargo filling uh, a couple of seasons back you know maybe and it's just for a month you know so i think i think it's a good problem to have you know it's not often over the last four seasons that we've been able to say that they've had this problem with too many position players to uh to get in the lineup so you know i think it's i think it'll work itself out and um I think we could see Grissom in left field, and it'll be good to see what he looks like out there. But I agree with you. I don't think he's 
I, I think all these everybody that's just expecting him to be penciled in out there. I think uh, I'll be surprised if that happens. And they've got Arcia too, and you know he's going to get back. Well, theoretically at least, I guess, but he should be back maybe even before Ozzy. But I, I don't know exactly how the timeline works. And but so you have Arcia, you've got Adrianza who might end up being sacrificed, you know, for one of these guys. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm pretty interested to see what they do. It's like you said, it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. It's it's a, a benefit. It's it's an asset at this point, having this many guys who can play and especially guys who can play kind of all around the field. So it's a good thing. One more uh, little bit about roster roster news. Uh, you know, the rosters expand by two tomorrow. They can add a position player and a, and a uh, pitcher. There was word today that they recalled uh, Chadwick Trump from his uh, – rehab assignment he he'd hurt that uh quad again so he'll he'll be on the injured list a little bit longer i do wonder if uh or arcia comes back tomorrow um off the injured list if he's the guy the extra position player uh he started a rehab assignment i think last weekend or last friday somewhere around in there so you know he's probably got a few games under his belt i think it's possibility that he he comes up tomorrow and um that buys him some time you know, for them to decide what what next what they want to do next, I am interested to see how long Albie's is uh, rehab assignment lasts. You know, I, I thought he might actually go to Rome for a you know first three days and then come to Gwinnett, uh, but they're going to start him at Gwinnett. So I think it'll be interesting. I could see where it lasted, you know, a week, ten days, even just because he hasn't played in so long. But you know, if he's further along than that. And they're pretty confident, you know, maybe it's a quick, uh, a quick thing, but like you said, they're going to have some roster decisions to make. And, uh, we kind of touched on that last week, but, uh, it'd be really interesting to see how they go about it. Yeah. And the more I think about it, and we talked about this last week a lot, if you missed last week's episode, go check it out. But, you know, the more I think about it, since we talked last time, you know, Azuna has, he's only played that one game that he started you know, right after the the DUI, I think he I think he got the DUI on a Friday, and then he started that Sunday. He had two at bats, struck out both at bats. hasn't played since. It's been like eight or nine days since he's played. And the more I think about it, since we talked, the more I think he's he's gonna get the axe. I think when Ozzy comes back, Arcia comes back, one of these guys, I think the corresponding move is gonna be Ozuna. Yeah, and and like you said, um, I think that's I definitely think that's in play and. um you know, and we talked a little bit about, you know, Trump last week, too, about, uh, you know, how important he is kind of, you know, in a lot of ways, just because he's that third catcher on the 40 man roster. That's, um, you know, so if uh, yeah, they're they're going to keep an insurance policy, uh, they won't rush him back, obviously. But, you know, if something were to happen to Darno or or Contreras in, in September, Trump would be that guy and and you and I were talking before the game and I don't even know who the next man up would be uh, behind the plate so hopefully we don't have to find out uh, as far as that goes but uh, you know so going to be some interesting roster decisions coming down the stretch uh, the Braves lost uh, three in a row over the week last two games of the road trip in St. Louis and then uh, uh, the opener against the Rockies it is their second three game losing streak of the season which is pretty remarkable when you think about it the two losses in st louis came unfortunate uh you know manner it it always i don't know why but it seems like when you carry a lead late and you know you bullpen lets it slip away it always feels like those those losses sting more than you know just losing six to one or 
you know, when a starter struggles. But uh, Keelan Jansen walked in the, the winning run on Saturday, I believe, and then um, A.J. Minter pitching on third straight day, I believe, gave it up on Sunday. So uh, it was a rough weekend for the bullpen. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about it. Uh, I think, you know, you're here in late August. All these guys have got a lot of innings on them. You know, and the Braves have pitched so well. You know, it's not something that I'm I'm terribly concerned about. But uh, you know, it's something you'd like to see them get buttoned up here as we're heading into September. But uh, you know, where are you at, kind of with the with the bullpen right now? Yeah, it was definitely a um, it was definitely a kind of a almost kind of a shocking couple of games in St. Louis, as strong as the bullpen had been, but really the whole year, especially you know, Minter and Jansen were kind of the two guys that gave it up on Saturday and Sunday and. It was it was weird, and you're right. You know, when you lose games late that you had a lead, and the bullpen blows it, you know, it always feels worse. It always just it's like a gut punch. It just it, it you'd almost rather just lose twelve to one and and never really have a chance than to lose like that. But yeah, I'm not that worried. AJ AJ Menner just had a one two three inning where he struck out two, so that just that makes me feel better already because that was his first outing since since the blow up, but. Um, yeah, it's going to happen. It really is. I, I'm If I am concerned with anything, I am concerned more so with the walks from Jansen. You know, Jansen's had kind of a weird walk problem this year where he's just even – even in games where he doesn't give up any runs or really any damage, it seems like he's always got base runners on. So, you know, I am a little bit concerned, I guess. I wish he would have more clean innings, fewer walks – you know, stuff like that. But overall, no, I'm not. I'm not terribly concerned. It was good to see Kirby Yates have a strong outing his last start or his last outing. Um, you know, Tyler Matzik is Colin McHugh has pitched better. So, you know, I think the bullpen's in a really good spot overall. Obviously, Iglesias has been a fantastic addition. So I think they're in, they're in good shape. You know, the blowups like this weekend are going to happen. And you basically just turn the page and move on. And that's, you know, if you listen to the post-game press conference, when Jansen talked and mentor talked, that's pretty much what they said. Like, you know, I hate that it happens. I wish it never happens, but you can't dwell on it too much. You got to turn the page because there's another game the next day. It's funny with Jansen uh, a little bit, but uh, I did a rough look today and it seemed, looks like he's got 19 clean innings out of 47 and two thirds coming into the, um, tonight and he's on the mound right now so he'll add to that but uh i mean it's funny because will smith got so much criticism last year for essentially the same thing you know and it's just same thing that you described you know it was it was always two on nobody out and then you know find a way to get through it and jansen for the most part has too you know we saw how that changed in the postseason with uh with smith but you know and it, it, jansen's has kind of been sneaky almost that uh you know it didn't really feel like it's been like that up, up until you know recently but you know it's been there and then i think you know you got to look at the workload too i know there's been some angst um you know i know we've been critical a little bit too but you know it Brian Snickers just basically, if they're losing, you know, he's he refuses uh, to throw, you know, the back end guys in those games. But, uh, you know, and I think it's worth mentioning at least that, uh, you know, Minner, Minner's now got 60 appearances. <clears throat> That's first in the NL, second in the majors. Uh, Jansen has got 48, McHugh or 49 counting tonight, and McHugh's at 45. And, you know, what's cons uh, interesting when you consider both of those guys, both of them had a, an injured list stint, and McHugh was out, 
you know, I think MuQ was out with COVID for a couple of weeks or whatever. And that's, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of appearances. So, you know, I can kind of see probably why the bullpen's being managed the way it is uh, because they're trying to keep everybody fresh. Uh, you're arguably entering the most important um, month of the season, you know, as far as this pennant race is going, even if it is a little frustrating, but uh you know, do you, uh, well, the good thing I think is Tyler Matzik's velocity seems to be ticking back up. He's starting to look a little bit more by it like himself, you know, and I think Iglesias can figure into that mix a little bit, uh, more, but, uh, you know, are you, uh, does the workload for the, um, bullpen, does that concern you at all? Or is that just, you know, it's, it's just what it is, you know, at this point of the season. Concern is probably a strong word. I, it's, it's definitely noteworthy that, They've kind of all pitched that much. And, you know, a lot of it is, you know, when you have a good team, you win a lot of games, your your best believers pitch a lot. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of it. If you go look at Edwin Diaz with the Mets, he's also pitched a ton of innings this year. That's just kind of the nature of when you're when you're constantly winning games, your best relievers are going to pitch more than if you were constantly losing games. So, you know, I'm not that concerned. And Minter and Jansen are both and McHugh, you know, they they've all kind of gone through the the wars before, you know, obviously Mentor won a World Series last year. Jansen's been around forever. McHugh's, a, McHugh's in his 30s, so he's been around a, a good amount of time, too. So all those guys know what to do. They know how to save their arm. They know how to rest when they need to. I, I'm, I'm really not that concerned about the, the workload. The interesting thing, and I didn't really think about this until you just brought it up, but, you know, you talked about how Jansen is kind of like Will Smith was where he – He's constantly got guys on and constantly having to battle his way out of innings, not a lot of clean innings. And if you think about it, you know, that's how 2020 was with Mark Melanson too. I don't know if you remember, but Melanson (laughs) was all, he always had guys on. And when Melanson became the closer in the trade deadline in 2019, it was the same thing. He always had guys on. So, you know, the Braves, the Braves, Braves fans should be pretty used to this by now. That's we're going on four years of, basically struggling to get clean innings in the ninth, but you know, they, they more, more often than not, much more often than not, they, it works, you know, they close out the game. So I I would love for Jansen to give up fewer, fewer runners, fewer walks, but you know, you can't, if you look at the results overall, you really can't complain. I mean, he's had a really solid year. So I'm really not that concerned about the bullpen overall. Yeah, and that's where I think it's also worth mentioning that when I compare uh, Kinley to Will Smith, it's worth mentioning that Kinley doesn't have the home run issue that Will Smith right. did, yeah. you know, and that's the that's the big difference there, you know. Yeah. I mean, he he does have the base runners, but he's not he's not giving up the homers like Smith had, did uh, during the regular season last year and even this season uh, starting out. Uh, but I think that's also important, you know. It raised the eyebrows a little bit when they went out and got Iglesias. Obviously, I think we looked at it like, well, Jansen had had the heart issue, you know. This was just a kind of to back him up, but I think also for the workload, you know, it's a good to have another guy that could uh, potentially step in, you know, whether it's the eighth, you know, seventh or, or, you know, the last three outs of the game. So I really like the depth there. And like I said, if you can get Matzik back anywhere close to where he was last year, you know, we know how dominant he can be. The bullpen, like I said, the, the weekend was Weekend, weekend was disappointing. It's It's hard to see that, you know, but at the same time, these guys have been so good. You know, it's just a you hate it when it happens back to back nights, and you know it kind of becomes a 
a topic, you know, it seems like. So, um, you know, another big bullpen uh, thing happened. And, and I don't think I don't think anybody should have been terribly surprised. But uh, the Braves claimed Jesse Chavez off of waivers from the Angels. Uh, he's expected to rejoin the team tomorrow as the extra pitcher for um, roster expansion. So, you know, I was there when they told Jesse Chavez he'd been traded. Uh, we were waiting on Austin Riley's press conference for his extension. They came in, tapped Chavez on the, in, on the shoulder and kind of took him out and – you know, it was kind of bittersweet. It was tough to see that, you know, he was in the back ready to support his teammate. And uh, next thing you know, he's headed to Los Angeles. Didn't pitch great uh, with the Angels, uh, but, you know, he's been good. And he's been good in Atlanta. Uh, it's pretty wild that the Braves acquired him twice now in uh, one season. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing I like about Chavez is, you know, you're liable to see him in a one-inning stint in the eighth inning. Or you're liable to see him in the fifth, you know, when they need to cover two or three. Um, I think with Jackson Stevens down, uh, you know, he's he slides back into that role. Uh, but what you, what was your thoughts when you uh, saw that Chavez was kind of headed back to Atlanta? Yeah, it was funny because when the trade happened on trade deadline day, we were in our Slack group. Obviously, everybody was talking about the deal, and I think it was Ivan who said, I think Ivan said like immediately after the trade, he said something like, "Well, the Angels will DFM and the Braves will just sign him back." And that's you know, it took a little while, but that's exactly what happened. So. It's good to have him back. I don't know why it's, you know, he pitches at a level with the Braves that he doesn't pitch anywhere else. It's it's really kind of fascinating and kind of weird. I mean, he he couldn't get anybody out with the Cubs and then the Braves traded Sean Newcomb for him and then he could get everybody out when he was playing for the Braves. So it's great to have him back. You know, the Braves needed a kind of a, another long man out of the, the bullpen. They didn't really have that after they traded him away. And that's cost them a couple of times actually since he left. So. And I think he's a big part of the clubhouse down there. I think he's a big part of the, you know, the leadership on the team. He's just been around so much. Guys have a, a ton of respect for him. And, you know, he was pitching incredibly well. I mean, like, it's not just, you know, veteran presence stuff. I mean, he was pitching really, really well when he was with the Braves. And hopefully he can continue that. I, You know, at some point he's going to look like the Jesse Chavez of everywhere else. You know, I, I don't know how long this can continue that he just – pitches you know like prime mariana rivera for the braves but you know that they're it's good to see that the braves added some depth and as i say that kenley jansen gives up a two-run homer in the ninth inning to cut it to three two so his struggles continue oh and by the way it happened because of a two-out walk so mm -hmm. there you go um but yeah it's good to see chavez back it's very convenient that o'day got hurt and that they can use chavez as the extra guy it's kind of wild how all that stuff happened today but you know it's good to have jesse back yeah i agree and uh the athlete david o'brien and the athletic had a, had a pretty good article with a lot of comments from uh, chavez teammates and um talking about what he does mean to that bullpen and the clubhouse and stuff so you know the braves value that stuff and uh we read a lot about it and i do think it matters so you know that, that was pretty pretty sweet to see him come back uh you know for this stretch run so i think that's about it i think we're gonna go watch the end of this game um uh you have anything else you want to talk about no i need kenley i need kenley to get one more out and if that would be fantastic i'm i'm kind of done with this losing streak at this point but yeah hopefully the braves can kind of get back on track it's good to see ronald back in the lineup obviously a big homer tonight and obviously an important homer considering it's a one-run ball game at the moment but the offense is kind of struggling a little bit you know there's some guys who are 
if you look at kind of the numbers overall, there's a bunch of guys that had kind of, you know, average August numbers. And so I'm, I'm kind of hoping when September turns around, some of those guys will turn it back and, you know, the Braves are playing a lot of one run games. And some of that is because the offense just isn't scoring a ton right now. And I'd love to see everybody kind of get hot again and, and start winning some of these games, you know, seven to two instead of three to two, but yeah, just, I need Kenley to get one more out so we can kind of go to bed in, in peace. Well, I wanted to say too, I want to thank everybody. We had a big month uh, on the podcast network uh, yeah. in, in August, uh, a lot of downloads. We appreciate all of that. Steven and I are going to get around to naming this podcast at some point. <laughs> uh, we forgot about we, that. We've gotten a lot of, uh, We've gotten a lot of got a lot of good suggestions. We're going to sit down, yeah, and uh, nail one down here soon. But please, you know, give us uh, give it subscribe. Uh, check out the site. We've got a lot of good content coming, uh, and it's going to be it's going to be fun going down. It looks like Kenley just nailed it down. So, all right, we'll be back next week. See you guys.